Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast. Joe, I'm Paul. And I'm John, using my smooth voice. <laughs> Today it is episode one of season three of Transformers Animated. It is Transwarped. Part one. This episode was written by Marty Eisenberg, which is kind of nice because he wrote us out of the last season. I hope this is a little better. Spoilers, it is. Uh, The last time on Transformers Animated, the Decepticons and the Constructicons and the Autobots and the Starscreams all duked it out. And also, sorry, is a robot. And on this episode of Transformers... Whoa, whoa, truck, All right, fellas, big order today, and I ain't got no time. Oh, you got your oh, Rodimus Prime, you got your Braun, you got your Hot Shot, you got your Red Alert. Uh, they put another Einhide in there, but she's already got one of them. Oh, you got your Striker, you got your Zoya Slick, you got your Cyclonus, you got your Spittle, and uh, you got your Blackout. How, how are we supposed to carry all this in? Whoa, 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 I got bigger problems. There's a delivery waiting for me at the Blasco's warehouse, and I'm already running late. And you don't want to piss off the Bosco's people. Sign here. Well, I mean, yeah, it is okay. a lot of new Transformers. There's a lot of them. And and if you go by G1 continuity, none of this makes sense because <laughs> no. they're Cyclonus. Yeah, they're Cyclonus, and he's not even in charge of this group of Decepticons that are attacking these Autobots, and one of them is obviously Braun, and yeah, it I looks like, like him. Yeah, I kind of like Braun's move here. Uh, they, they have, it's some pretty good battle. Um, Ironhide does his Colossus thing where he protects everybody. Uh, but, but yeah, Braun basically rips up a big chunk of ground, throws it at some Decepticons. Oh, and then Hotshot... He shoots heat, I guess. Yeah, I, I just said you flamethrowers, but uh, yeah. he gets blasted by the Decepticons and his leg bends the wrong way and he yells for a medic. And now here's the medic. I guess this is Red Alert and it's a female Transformer in the series. And she's like, nope, that's too damaged. That's going to have to come off soldiers. So she gets out the scalpel and she's about to operate. But I, I do like that she says, don't worry, I'll put in a requisition for a new leg and the Elite Guard will get it to you within six to seven weeks. Yes. It's very Elite Guard. Then, yeah, exactly. Then tentacles grab her and she gets swallowed by, I called it Chiron's Battle Pod from Robotech, <laughs> but I guess this thing is called Spitor. Which, Spitor yeah. sounds like a He-Man name. Yeah, or, or even GoBots. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, although, so speaking of GoBots, Robots, though, uh, they have their big fight, and uh, then, well, what's his name? Blackout comes down, and he makes a big boom and blacks out everything. He cuts the power out, and I think it's whatever one it is, Strike, I think, says, asshole, you shut all the power down. And just like Coptor, he goes, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I have down is, and this Decepticon's name is Coptor, because yeah. of the first thing he says. <laughs> yeah. But well, yeah, he does the exact same move, and that turns the power back on. So yeah. it's a switch, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the Decepticons have taken everybody out. They even gave Rodimus Prime uh, Cosmic Rust, which yes. is a neat callback. <laughs> but they have called the Elite Guard, the Autobots did, and there's no help, and this is happening all over the galaxy. So then the Decepticons who have taken over contact Shockwave slash Longarm. Yep, they've got this thing under their control, and uh, they call themselves Team Char, so there's another G1 reference. Yeah. And, uh, so, yep, we're all ready to come over to Cybertron, and Shockwave reminds them nobody's coming anywhere near Cybertron until Megatron gets here, and apparently he was supposed to be there mega cycles ago, Stryka tells us. Yeah, and she is pissed off. Uh, but where he is, is floating out in space still. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Starscream trying to gnaw his handcuffs off. And they... They're still arguing, like Megatron's still berating him, and Starscream just starts losing it on him. I'm like, this is all your fault if you had to put my fucking body back on my head or my head back on my body. This might be a little easier, and the angrier he gets, his Allspark 
shard just starts glowing more and more, and then a gun just transforms out of his mouth and blasts the cuffs off Megatron. Starscream's like, where did that come from? However, back with Optimus, uh, he's driving along. Sorry, and some are in the seats and she basically she's like what the fuck give me some answers and his explanation is weird yeah she's like oh it's complicated and she's like how complicated is hey sorry you're a robot see that wasn't complicated and dr sumdeck's like you know you're right but i didn't build you i found you in some kind of a pod in my lab and yeah sorry he's not buying this but optimus is like you know professor she has a good point that doesn't sound anything at all like what sorry told me where babies come from but Optimus, we've already established she's not human, so you're a dumbass. <laughs> I'm making quote signs here, dear listener, but I saw the baby form, and I was like, well, that's a proto-form, right? Yeah, like something from almost Beast Wars. Yeah. Anyway, they get back, the two of them get back to Sumdak Labs, and this is when Sumdak finds out that Powell and Masterson have been running the place, and it's trashed. Yep. Well, wasn't it kind of smashed up the last time he was here in the fight when Megatron was there? But either way, uh, he's like, well, what are these two doing here? And Sarah's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, they run the place now. Yeah, there. There's a lot of arguing. Masterson talks a lot of shit about the Autobots. He wants his headmaster unit back. Optimus kind of like creeps up behind him somehow from an elevator shaft. Yeah, he comes up the cargo elevator. He's like, "Yeah, whose heads are gonna roll?" <laughs> uh, but anyway, Powell and Masterson get pushed out. They're fired, and then they start shit talking. And Powell. St- Talk some shit about Sari not really being Sumdak's daughter. She loses control and her hands turn into guns. Yeah, they transform and she blasts them with some kind of green energy into the elevator. They're out of here. But then she just looks down at her hands and she's terrified. I mean, as you would be. And commercial break. And when we come back, Sumdak promises her he's going to figure out what's going wrong with her. It, it, it is very much a convenient thing that whatever is happening to her is just happening now. <laughs> uh, we go, oh, no, she does say to him, you know what? I don't even want your help. I'm going to go hang out with my fellow machines. So we go back to Optimus HQ and uh, Ratchet is kind of just I don't know, doing a medical checkup on Sari? Yeah, he's got her on the table. He's looking at her arm, and she doesn't know what she is, but she's not going to be a lab rat. And Optimus tells her, you know, your father might have been telling the truth about this liquid metal body that he mentioned. And then Prowl's just like, did you say liquid metal body? And he transforms, and he's gone. I'm like, Okay, uh, okay, like bye. you should have said, hey, everybody, here's what I think. But more so, nobody is even phased by the fact no. that he peels out, almost hits two of them, and is gone. <laughs> they just keep talking like nothing happened. Well, yeah, because he drives right between Bumblebee and Bulkhead, who are building a radio, which Bumblebee thinks is pointless because they need Teletram 1 if they want the signal to ever get to Cybertron. But they don't have Teletram 1 because they lost their ship. And then Ratchet's Paul, like, shut up. It's time for a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It's. It's. They. They kind of jam it in, and it's. I, when it happened, I was like, "What's the fuck is the point of this?" It's. It is. Uh, Magnus and Ratchet walking down a hallway, and and they're talking about RC, and he's like, "Can you fix her?" Or and Ratchet says, "I don't know if I can." What communicate with her? He's like, "You're not gonna have to communicate with her." They open a door, and RC is laying on an examination table with her head dissected. Yes, all these wires and stuff connected to her. Did you notice the guard by the door looked like wind charger? I didn't. By the way, Bumblebee kind of brings Ratchet back to reality here. And uh, Bumblebee says, we need to warn Cybertron that Longarm is a double agent. He seems to be the only one that is concerned about that. Do you notice that too? Yeah. And Optimus just suggests repairing Megatron's space bridge because apparently Bulkhead is good at that. Yeah, which tells me that Optimus has not taken the time to sit down with Bulkhead and say, hey, let's re-examine your skill set in the team. Yes, exactly. Never had a performance review even once. Really? <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, sorry. Oh, over. Sorry. Yeah. Ratchet. I guess he wants to examine her, take her apart. And she says no. But 
somehow he figures out that she is, what does he say? She's an organic, she's organic matter with Cybertronian circuitry. Yeah. It's like, you're definitely an organic being, but your circuitry is Cybertronian. And so he's like, does this mean my dad put Megatron parts in me? Ooh. <laughs> but then we go to Blur, who is on some moon, uh, and he is glued together still with, I guess, egotistical and cowardly, right? Yeah. The, the two Starscream clones that he went through the space bridge with and, Blur's getting sick of cowardly Starscream's whining, and he comes up with some plan. Maybe if you, you know, put your vocals to use alternating this and twiddling that and whatever else, it might melt the glue that we're in. And then arrogant Starscream's like, that's a great idea. Glad I thought of it. And he just figures out a way to melt them free. Yeah, it's something to do with sonic pulses, but it does break them free of the glue and Blur takes off. And I kind of really like this chase scene oh yeah he just runs for it and he's trying to get cybertron command on the phone it's like hello hello come in come in come in come in does this thing even work <laughs> this like running from behind bit kind of remind you of that shitty mini game at saints row 4 though where you have to run through the rift uh it did it, you know what it kind of reminded me a little bit of pole position because it's basically that we're trailing <laughs> behind somebody going back and forth left and right yeah. uh but yeah starscream shooting at him and then he just ramps up this giant rock outcropping and basically runs into space yes he's going so far Fucking fast, he escapes the gravity, but this just gets kind of silly here. He kicks yeah, arrogant Starscream it. in the head, that launches him even farther out, and then he just bounces between the other moons and asteroids. But this part here was really cool because he starts running on the rings of the planet, which is a total G1 season three opening reference right there, where you see Blur going and transform. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And even, like, not just the reference, it's a good shot. Oh, yeah. He's just fucking booking her. But he's gone. Uh, and then we go back to Masterson, and he's rooting around the uh, Megatron's old, you know, uh, space bridge site. And he finds his headmaster unit, and then he stumbles upon Starscream's body. Mm-hmm. And it's a full moon because it always is, and commercial break. And when we come back, Megatron pries open a door to get inside Omega Supreme because he appeared behind Starscream and Megatron, too. Oh, yeah, we forgot to say that. Yeah, yeah, no, but who, <laughs> yeah, no big deal, dear listener. Omega Supreme's here. Yeah, he who was offline, but as soon as Megatron gets inside, he comes online and all these robot arms grab Megatron, and since this is Megatron, lethal force is authorized. And this was, I kind of like this, but it does reinforce Omega Supreme to be an idiot. Mm. But Megatron starts to, oh, uh, Starscream gets yoinked and, and brought inside as well, but Megatron can basically convinces uh, Omega Supreme that you don't want to kill me. What you have to do by Autobot regulations is find a space bridge, a space bridge. Uh, I'm Steve Brule now. Find a space bridge, bring me back to Cybertron and have me stand trial. And Omega Supreme goes, uh, you're right. But the one thing with that that we don't need is the space bridge because he transforms and he just activates the trans warp drive, I guess. And uh, they're on their way. So we go back to B and Balk, who are also at Megatron's old uh, Space Bridge site, and they're looking for something called a plasma dynamic thruster, which is basically the thing that launches you into or through the Space Bridge. And B is, well, he's being an annoying little shit. <laughs> he holds something up and he's like, is this it? But no, no, that's a retrieval beacon generator. And Bubble B just throws it aside. And Balk gets like, whoa, 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 we're going to need that. 
<laughs> grabs it and sticks it in his chest. <laughs> so uh, Bulk walks off to, you know, he's looking for something. He's actually not looking for something. He's just smashing rock. I'm sure he's supposed to be clearing yes. things. And he's telling uh, Bumblebee to be careful to not to break anything. He's like, dude, you're fucking smashing really? Anyway, B picks up and he's like, hey, I think I got something. Bulk says, yeah, I'll look at it in a bit and it must be the plasma dynamic thruster because Bumblebee picks it up and you disappears. He's yes. gone. <laughs> gone. For good, let's hope. Yeah, Bulkhead turns around and Bumblebee's gone. He's like, hey, where'd you go? And then he hears something. He's like, oh, is that you, little buddy? And he walks up out of the crater that used to be Decepticon headquarters and here's Headmaster and he's not his buddy and he's not little. No. And I like the look of Starscream's body because it's beat up and bruised. Oh, yeah. But Just uh, smashed. Basically, Headmaster Starscream fires at Bulk, blasts him away, and they have a fairly good fight. Bulk, I mean, he can stand up for himself. He's a bruiser. But in the end, uh, Headmaster Starscream just drops an avalanche on him, basically. Yep. We get our first cave-in of Season 3. Yeah. And now back at Sumdak Tower, Dr. Sumdak enters his lab, but Prowl was stuck to the ceiling waiting for him to go in, and he just sneaks in behind all ninja-like, and... Dr. Sumdak thinks, oh, I should call Sari, but when he turns to grab his phone, Prowl just hangs down from the ceiling and starts yeah. typing on his computer. Yeah, he's doing, I guess, some espionage, whatever. He's spying and trying to figure out what this liquid metal thing is. But we go back to Optimus then, and he has that moment where he's trying to convince Sari that, look, father is more than just a biological term. It's your dad still loves you and he's still your dad. You know, why don't you reach out to him? It's all about the spark of the heart. And then she's like, what if he didn't give me a heart? (laughs) Ratchet (laughs) wants to examine her circuitry more closely, but she's like, no, there's no way I'm letting you, uh, cut me open or cut whatever she says, cut into me. Even though you probably were a good medic bot back in the day, like a million years ago, shut up. It's time for another (laughs) flashback. And in this one, Ratchet's working on RC in the lab, and we're reminded that she's in this state because of his EMP thing, but then a blue light appears on her forehead, and it zaps into Ratchet's forehead. And right away, Magnus and I think Cup make it a guess that's here, what I call I'm, them too. Yeah. I'm guessing Cup, yeah. Right away, they're like, no time, come with us. Like, that meant something to them. Yeah. And... I love how stupid this was. They drive down a long, straight corridor, and Ratchet says, where are we going? And they drive right down the corridor. There's no door. They just drive into a room where you see Omega Supreme. And I didn't see another way out of the room they were in with RC. So no. where did where did you come from? What are the physics of any of this? But yet Project Omega is underway in here. And did you notice it's very, very quick when it's kind of panning up? You can see Perceptor in microscope mode yes. and Wheeljack. Yeah, that, yes, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, I saw Wheeljack. That was pretty good. Yeah, back in the present, though, Optimus can't get a hold of Bumblebee and Bulkhead. And Ratchet reminds us that the carbon deposits in the Decepticon's mine are probably blocking the signals. So he's going to go... See what's going on over there. Yeah, and while he does, Optimus calls Sumdak, puts his phone on loudspeaker, and then just very loudly says to Sari, "Hey, let's go to BurgerBot. Let's." He it goes on for a long time, like they beat it to death. But he just gives Sumdak the the details of where we're going, and Sumdak goes, "Oh, I get it now." Yeah, he finally clues in what Optimus is trying to do. But also listening in is Headmaster because he bugged the phone in Sumdak's lab. Yeah, so Optimus and Sari head out. Uh, she. He doesn't clue on in at all until they get to BurgerBot and there's some Dak with like you know a couple burgers and a vanilla shake and Sari's like I'm out I'm done but I'm she is gonna drink that shake first just to show that she's still mad yeah she <laughs> like even that. asked him like did you make that burger out of spare parts you found in the parking lot but yeah he tells her he loves her and misses her and then just to be a dick headmaster flies in and it's total ownage time. 
Some duck gives Pal and Masterson their pink slips and then Sari blasts them into the elevator, but then she leaves with Optimus and Sumdak just lets her go. Like, never mind the two villains he just let go, because they sure won't get up to anything dangerous like trying to kill him later. Wouldn't this have been the best time to take Sari over to the computer in his lab and say, here it is, every single thing I know about you. It's obviously on there somewhere, because when Optimus mentions a liquid metal body a few minutes later, Prowl immediately goes to Sumdak Tower. Not a word to anybody, he just transforms and he out of there. Nobody even acknowledges he left and he immediately finds something interesting. And what was with all the stealthy ninja shit with that? It's no big secret. Not anymore. At least not between Sumdak and the Autobots. Just knock on the door. Hey, Doc. Prime mentioned a liquid metal body. And for reasons, I, not Ratchet, dropped everything to get here as fast as I could. Wouldn't Sumdak welcome the chance to explain things to somebody who would listen? To somebody who could at the very... <laughs> Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Zip Pickers Podcast Show, Transwarped Part 1, Paul. Thoughts? Uh, Action-packed at the first, I'd at say. the very least, yeah. It was a pretty good episode, I thought. I loved the pace of it. I thought it moved really fast. I mean, there were a lot of storylines. We jumped around a lot, but I was never bored. Mm. Yeah, okay, there were a lot of characters who made stupid choices, and some of them I was like... You know, why did you have to bring in Cyclonus to yes. give him all of two seconds of screen time? And and no voice. I mean, I know Roger C. Caramel is dead, but, but you can find somebody th- they else. could have found somebody with a big, beefy, deep voice that could, with the melodrama that Cyclonus had. Yeah. But uh, you know what? In every scene, there was at least some parts of that storyline I was enjoying. I was never bored. Uh, it was a it was a solid episode. Uh, Marty has redeemed himself, in my mind, <laughs> from the catastrophe that was the season finale <laughs> but it did have headmaster so yeah. you know. just, well let's just hope he gets his ass kicked yes the next episode we're going to be watching obviously is transwarp part two but if you want to see two guys who should get their ass kicked uh, you can find <laughs> us on twitter i'm at john sobe paul's at p mcpherson one yeah make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers nitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode don't actually kick our asses <laughs> See you later. Did you say liquid metal body?